I know very little and didn't prep much for this week, unfortunately. Oh, really, Jake? I'm surprised. That's unusual. That's weird. Usually I prep a little bit. Yeah, yeah, weird. Weird. Okay. All right. It's not like you made me wait at all to do the pod, so. (laughs) I know. What do you have in your mouth, Jake? Apples, strawberries, chicken, Anything else? Um, No, that's it. All right, I'm done. I feel like I've heard that sound before. Hmm. When when we were in college, when I ate like cookies, could be anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, not sure. All right, I'm ready. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week nine is almost here. Finally, international break is done. We are recording way late in the week because Jake is a terrible pod co-host and honestly just kind of a piece of shit. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Doing pretty okay. Uh, work's been crazy. Yeah, is it tough for you? You uh, you had to push our pod back recording again tonight. Why'd you have to do that? Well, today I went to the Brewer-Dodger game. Um, you know, so been a big Brewer fan my whole life. Worked for the organization. Didn't want to miss it, so... Yeah, yeah it, must, it sounds like things have been pretty tough for you going to baseball games and, <laughs> you know, just picking and choosing when we record this, making everyone that is expecting our pod to come out wait, like, almost two days extra. Yeah, can I tell you the worst part of the week? So, I went to Starbucks, and they are out of pumpkin spice syrup, so... Thank yeah. God, that can end now. <laughs> that was the worst part of my week, I'm not gonna oh lie, so... Uh, I did tweet out that we're recording late because you're a dick. And people were very unhappy. FPL Sexy just responded, fucking Jake. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is my fault. So work's been crazy. And now that I'm on like this side of the week, like I like it because I can watch the games, but it's it's worse for potting, but whatever. Sai the Fantasy Guy asked, did you have an emergency porcupine with a bent quill? (laughs) No, I didn't treat, didn't treat any porcupines over the weekend. Mm. So, uh, Garf said must have been an OD on PSL. Mark says I called it. His PSL addiction has gone too far. He's missing pod commitments and is causing problems at his workplace. And uh, Gautam, G-A-U-T-A-M, Gautam, is that right, you think? Yeah. Uh, Says we need to get him into rehab. (laughs) Yeah, well... What do you think they would use to get you off of your PSL? You know, like, with, like, heroin addicts and things like that, they use, like, buprenorphine or like lower dose opioids like i wonder what they'd use for me yeah they use different taper methods that maybe like they sugar free syrup <laughs> like... yeah or maybe they like start with like canned pumpkin things like yeah. that you know or they like use small amounts of pumpkin spice that you snort like on the table <laughs> but just not like a lot of it at a time yeah, yeah. all right um, well i'm i'm ready for this week though i'm excited so yeah the international break was pretty brutal um FPL Patty, there I said your name. He just wanted me to say it. Um, we're gonna get into a little bit of of pod stuff here. Um, you know, I never thought this PSL thing was really gonna become a thing, but it, it certainly did. Um, okay, so international break is done. There's been like a crazy amount of of injuries, um, knocks, things like that. Uh, a lot of managers on wild card or had two free transfers to use over the international break. So price changes are moving quite a bit. So I thought maybe we could start by talking about that. Um, 
so price changes in like a couple years ago or a few years ago um, fpl statistics started producing um, predicted price changes and then a couple years ago fantasy football fix was the other site that started to do that um, and what both these sites do is is i believe they have some sort of they have access to transfers and based off of um, an algorithm that tracks when the official fpl game uh, updates prices they can make predictions based off of percentage price change um, so those are kind of the two big resources um, fpl statistics and fantasy football fix jake which one do you use to track price changes um i use the first one what is going on outside it sounds like someone just got shot um well uh, yeah whatever just keep rolling with it keep on yeah just keep going yeah um i typically use the first one um fpl statistics statistics yeah but honestly it's like one of those things that this week it probably would have made a bigger deal and i should have kept a closer eye on it but a point here or there is probably not gonna break the brain break the bank too much on you so it's not something i like the make it determine who I'm going to bring in and who I'm not going to bring in. So, <clears throat> but yeah, no, we've talked about that a little bit in the past, like not getting too hung up on price changes. Um, that said, I'm on my wild card this week. So price changes for me do matter. Um, especially with the two week interval, trying to pick up a couple, um, a couple points here and there. Um, I thus far have picked up a little bit. Um, I got, um, some price rises on, on, I think, two different players so Trippier price rose and I got a point off him um, I actually dropped Salah before he price dropped so that was good and I'm, I'm gonna be probably picking him back up and then um, I got point or I got a rise off Lacazette but I haven't had got the point off him yet because you have to get point two to gain point one so yeah I I'm feel thinking... like that happened on my multiple wild card weeks I kept having guys go up just point one and I was like it didn't really do anything for me but yeah, I you know last year they changed how price rises work and the the change resulted in, in prices not going up as fast. So that has been a big difference um, in the last few years in terms of price changes. So, um, anyways, have you? I mean, we haven't like really really talked a lot about what we're going to do with our teams. Have you thought about like what your team's going to look like this week or what moves you might make? Yeah, I I've really been just staying on one thing and it's been I mean, it's a good thing I've waited because it's kind of been a roller coaster with player injuries and news. Um but the plan is ultimately to bring in um my my plan is Sala for Sane, and I have the money in the bank to do that. It's a big jump, but I have four and a half, and now that Mendy's back, I just I can't have a guy like Sane in my team. He's he's too expensive to not be playing every week. Um, other other option though is to go with like a Sterling instead. Um, I don't quite have enough money to go Mane to Sala and Sane to Sterling, which I if I had the cash or the money in the bank, um, I'd probably take a minus four and do that. But I I can't afford it. So okay, so you're looking at either Salah or Sterling for this week. Yeah, and I'm gonna just have to roll with Mane and hope that he plays. So okay, um, he did have surgery. Did you hear that? 
Yeah, I did. It's like it's a little bit nerve wracking, um, but I mean, I have enough players that are gonna be playing otherwise. Um, I just may have to start like Ings at Bournemouth. Um, that's not a bad. That's not a bad player to start. No, not at all. Or like Alonzo against Man United. Um, I I just am holding on to Mane in case he maybe plays. Um, because Were you thinking he... about not playing Alonso against United? Yeah, no, I don't think I need to play him against United. Why? Um, it's hard. It's it's like one of those things. It's like he's... I want to get rid of him, ultimately, and I think that's something that we've had a lot of talks about. I, I just yeah. feel like his attacking returns are getting worse and worse, and he's, for the price he is... He should be starting every week, but I, I just don't see him returning against that team. Um, but ultimately, like he's he's someone I may just start anyways and go. I I just like Doherty has been so good. Um, yeah. I, there's just no way I'm not starting him at home, even against Watford, who's they have they've been terrible. So I guess the other option instead of Ings is to go Alonso. So it's one or those one of those guys, either or for me. But. Okay. Uh, I'm on my wild card, so I guess we can talk a little bit about that. FPL Pirate asks, start from scratch, pretend you're on wild card, who's in your team? Well, I am on wild card Yeah, Pirate. that's perfect for you, because that's like a hard question to like, <laughs> when you have a team already built and you don't really think about that stuff. Yeah, so I will share my team, because we talked earlier this year that people were, you know, looking for us to share our teams a little bit, so I will go with, for goalkeepers, I'll still be going with a 4.5, 4.0 combo. Um, Patricio's who I'm going to go with. Um, there's a chance that Spironi could price fall and go to 3.9 instead of 4.0. Uh, if he does, I'll probably pick him up. Um, and then across the back, I'll have uh, Alonzo, Rabo, Trent. Um, and then I think I'm going to have uh, Bennett. And the last guy that I'm not sure on is one of the Man City uh, backline players, Laporte or Mendy. I haven't decided on which way I'm going with that yet. It's still kind of up in the air. Uh, through the midfield, I'm Whoa, looking... I just one question on your backline. You, ca- yeah. you can't pay the extra cash for Doherty or uh, Johnny for no. the Wolves? Really? No, I can't afford them, though. But what if you went with Laporte instead of Mendy? You still can't do it? Uh, so the Laporte-Mendy move would fund Wilson to Mitrovic. Um, that's one thing I'm considering, um, but we'll see. Yeah. I haven't decided on that yet. Through the through the midfield right now, um, it's going to be Sterling, Hazard, Richarlison, Salah, and then a fodder. I don't know who yet will be my fodder player, uh, 4.5 probably. Um, and then up top, Arnie, uh, Wilson, and I'm probably going to actually stick Wilson or Mitro, and then I'll probably stick with uh, Camera from Fulham okay. uh, for now. So going with a little bit of a different team structure with uh, low-priced forwards and higher-priced midfielders, the only thing that I'm a little bit hung up on is I feel like I'm kind of breaking one of my rules that we set early in the season and that was to have only two premium players on your team so right now with this setup i would have Salah, sterling and hazard all in that premium bracket um 
and I wonder if it's more cost effective and better in terms of like price per million to go from sterling to KDB and then use the funds elsewhere. But I'm I wouldn't do that move now just because I'm not exactly sure like how KDB's doing and where he's gonna fit in. Yeah, KDB worries me. The other thing that you could consider, and I don't know if this is a good thing, I, I would be hard pressed to do it, is to go down on like Sterling who I do really, I mean, like those three midfielder guys, I think I would bring in my team as well to answer this question um, and just rotate their captains. But it's like Lacazette has just been on fire. Um, His underlying stats aren't the greatest, but he just bangs goals that are difficult. And he's nailed, I shouldn't say nailed, but um, he's playing every week on that team and, and in the top striker role and Arsenal still have easy fixtures and are going to get a lot of goals. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think that, I guess I'd just like to finish talking like with my wild card. So FPL Chancer wants to know about differentials that I might go with. FPL Jim asked about differentials. And so, you know, I, I'm up to like a little under 5,000 in my overall and you know to make gains now you do have to have like slight differentials but i think that rather than looking at it as like oh i found a secret player that other you know that other managers don't have i think that you should look at differentials as like combinations of players so so getting in combinations of players that other managers can't can't manage to get into their team does that kind of make sense yeah, I, I completely agree, and I think that's what you'd be doing with your midfield, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I'm still having a strong back line. I'm going with a stacked midfield, and then I'm taking a bit of like a differential risk in having zero premium forwards and instead going with like those lower-priced strikers that have been performing at a really high level to try to maximize my price per million or my value throughout my team. Um, I love Aguero. I think he's awesome. He'll probably bang against Bournemouth, or I mean against Burnley when they play this weekend. Um, But my concern is that the the minutes concern. And then also, Sterling doesn't have to score as many goals as Aguero because he gets more points per goal and he gets points for clean sheets. Exactly. And, you know, it's hard, but with Aguero coming off more frequently, Sterling's more primed for bonus points in my opinion yeah for sure so i mean that's kind of what i'm looking at so no premium striker i'm also going with a double liverpool d um i know that trent didn't play in the last match a lot of people freaked out about that i still think he's the first choice right back um you know sterling was on like four percent ownership last week he's up to like six now because all the the english fucks out there have a huge boner for him because of his performance against spain um, which is kind of a downer, but um, anyways. It is he, a downer, but the good news is is all those guys have Kane on their team, so it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, that's true. Everybody does. Um, so anyways, I think that those are kind of like, you know, when I say differentials, the, that's the way I'm looking at it. Like the structure of my team, you know, things like double Liverpool D, you know, maybe a player like Sterling that might be able to separate me from other top managers. Yeah. One one quick thing, and I know we talked about this briefly last week, but any temptation to go with Walcott instead of Richarlison? Uh no. He's a little no. bit cheaper, so I wasn't sure if it would like help you. He's point three cheaper, and I feel like 
Richarlison gets more goals, but Walcott's underlying stats are like basically identical. And it's like somebody that's probably not going to be as owned as much. And I, I still, I still like him the rest of the season. So yeah, I guess I'm attracted to the idea of Richarlison sliding into that center forward position yeah. for the last match, um, playing out of position. I, I, my, my thought is just that. I mean, I know he's still dangerous from the wing, but anytime that you have an opportunity to play an out-of-position midfielder in a forward position, I feel like you have to take it. Yeah, that's fair. It, it just means he's going to be around the goal more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also that, that his role on the team is going to be a goal scorer, right? They're going to ask him just to score more. So I think that that's the way I want to go with that. Yeah. Um, and then if, considering Glenner Murray, you know. No. Don't forget about him. No, no. not going to do no. that. Okay. No, it's right. a stupid idea. It's dumb. <laughs> All right. All right. I've actually seen tons of stuff on Twitter. People like, who would you pick? Wilson, Murray, or Arnie? And there's like tons of people that are arguing for Murray. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, the sad thing is, is like I, I had Wilson on my team and got like a little bit of benefit from it, but I got rid of him way too soon. So he you just, did. I mean, he's second in points for forwards. It's crazy. Looks he like still he's going to price rise too again. Yeah, he's not worth it to me now. I mean, like I like Arnie, I like Mitrovic right now, um, but I just miss the boat with with him. And I wonder if, like, even with tough fixtures, if Bournemouth are going to continue to return for his. He's still like him and King are still only six point four. It's not like they're crazy expensive. M- Mitrovic is 0.5 mil more, and I'm like, is he really worth 0.5 mil more? I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. But yeah, probably not. Uh, FPL Planner asks, what would you consider to be a good mix of highly owned players and differentials in your team? Currently, I have a lot of high percentage ownership players and none below 10% in my main team. Do I need to look at getting like two-thirds differentials? I think two-thirds differentials is a lot. Uh, but like I, we said before, I think it's more probably more about team structure, like depending on where your overall rank is. The thing is, I think that when managers think of differentials, they think to themselves like, oh, I'm going to find a player that none of the other 6 million players that are playing right now is going to think of. Yeah, but the the reason they're not owned is because they're big risks. Uh, you right. know, like, that's why they're not owned. I mean, it's not a good idea. I tried that at the beginning of the year with Jota, right? Like, there was some stats to back him up, but it's like you when you miss that, you're going to fall farther, and it's like a big risk that you're putting your team under so if you're doing well you might as well kind of stick with the guys that look like they're in form have good fixtures are returning for teams that are doing well and then yeah if all of a sudden someone comes up on the radar you should hopefully have a couple bank transfers to to maybe move to that player sooner so yeah it's it's yeah it's fun to get excited and think that maybe you're able to come up with like a player that's a complete differential. I don't have a problem with, with high percentage ownership. Like I said, it's more about finding the right combinations of players that fit into your team. So I would say, no, you don't need to look at getting that many differentials in your team. I also um, don't think there's that many differentials right now that are worth it, though, as well. So personally. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, Are there differentials in the game? Everybody basically has the the same 20 players or 25 players just in different combinations yeah i think sterling's really good to have personally and he's not that much owned right now but yeah yeah we'll see i would guess by the break that he's going to be up to like seven or eight percent owned which i know isn't a lot but 
Um, he'll be a hard one for managers to fit in without a wild card, uh, especially if they're on Salah and Hazard. Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, let's just smash out some tidbits, then we'll take a quick break. Um, so Mane, like we said earlier, did break his thumb. Um, he had surgery yesterday. Um, ben Dinnery did come out and said that only since 2012, only three players have missed uh, matches because of a broken thumb, and all three were goalkeepers, and a handful of players have played with broken thumbs. So I guess we'll see. Um, there was a tweet by a Liverpool reporter that it will be a player decision. Um, on the Liverpool front, Milner is hoping to be back. Sounds like his hamstring's better. Uh, Keita picked up a hamstring injury. Virgil apparently picked up an abdominal injury, but he's okay. Um, and same thing with Salah. So Salah went down in their match, but th- all the reports are saying that he's basically good to go. H- have you heard anything else about that, Jake? No, I'm keeping a very close eye on it, though, because, I mean, that's the big thing. Do I just stick with Sterling this week and go to Salah next week um, when I'm a little bit more sure? But I'd much rather have Salah against Huddersfield. Um, that's I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Yeah, I mean, it's away from home. Um, Man City's at home against Burnley, but I just feel like Huddersfield is the worst team right now, so... I don't yeah. know what your thoughts on that are if you had to pick between Salah or Sterling this next week, but Well, yeah, I'm gonna I would captain Salah for sure. Yeah. Um he'd be my pick. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. The Liverpool pressers tomorrow, so for Liverpool it's gonna be really important to listen to the press conferences. Um apparently Patricio picked up a little knock, but reports are out right now that he should be okay. Um Again, one to listen to in the press conferences. King did pick up a little ankle knock, apparently. He's reported to be having some some pain there. And Kev, um, I think, is going to be back. So he was reported training with the first team last week. Uh, so he'll probably be back in the mix. He's a player that I would not jump on right now. There's a lot of managers talking about, again, differentials, trying to get on that bandwagon early. Um, he's going to play for City when he's ready. He's going to play significant minutes for City. He will trickle returns, uh, but I would just I would just hold off. Like, wait until you see exactly how he's going to slot in and what's going on over at City, where he's going to play before you go all in on him. Make sure that he's healthy. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, I put in the tidbits. I hate Dyer a little less for that tackle on Ramos. Did you did you see that tackle? No, I haven't seen the tackle. Oh, I'll dude, watch it after yeah, this. you gotta look that out. He absolutely cleaned Ramos out, like on Ramos's old goal line. There was like no point in throwing the tackle in, but to destroy Ramos, it was great. Yeah, well, yeah good stuff. He, yeah, play that way. He sometimes get knocked. So there you go. Yeah, that was like you when you used to play. Just getting, <laughs> like me. getting cleaned out left and right because you're so slow. Well, I wouldn't say it that way. So <clears throat> right, you weren't fast though. No, not fast, but not right. slow. Slow would be the word I'd use. No, I'd use... I'd use All right, average. we're average. going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through the game week. We have a handful of questions from listeners. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about captains, and we'll wrap things up. Stay tuned. No, Jake, you don't even know the freaking music, do you? No, that's not the music, Jake. You don't even do you even listen to our own podcast? Yeah, I, I do. Not frequently, but I do. God, if I could fly over to LA and punch you in the face, I know. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, you're not sorry. No, I am. I am sorry. 
Okay, we're back. Jake has not made me uh, wait yet again to start the pod back up. I'm really surprised. I, I'm, I was kind of thinking he was probably just going to say, oh, yeah, uh, we're going to have to finish recording the, the second part tomorrow because I'm really busy going to baseball games and living the high life and then complaining that my life is really tough. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to let this slide because I did postpone our pod twice. But Yeah, uh, twice. Yeah. Uh, on the subject of your job, uh, trust the Pogsess wrote in. Um, what did he say? He said, vet question for Jake. Can you actually milk a cat asking for a friend? Can you? Well, is he going to like return the, like some bit of FPL advice? Cause he's much better than I am at FPL. Isn't he like second in our group or something? Trust the Pogsess? Or is he, I know he's he's been in top ten like the whole year, hasn't he? Maybe not. Well, I'll tell him. Um, he can send us advice later. Me at least. Uh, yes, you can milk a cat. You can. Have you done it? I have done it once. So Did you not like, like on it? purpose. Did you no. like it? No, I didn't enjoy it. So. Did you make eye contact when you did it? Nope. Nope. Didn't. Did you go? No, none of those things happened. While you were milking the cat, you didn't? No, no. Did you taste the milk? No, I didn't do that either. Why not? Uh, You know, that's a good question, because I've tasted, like, other, like, dairy milk and goat milk, but not not cat milk. You're too good good for cat milk, Jake? Yeah, I guess so. I guess the kittens needed it, so I felt bad like stealing it in front of them. So yeah, that would have been hilarious. Ha <laughs> ha, kittens! It's my milk now. Okay, uh, let's get into the game week preview. We have a handful of questions from people. Um, so I guess we'll start off first game of the week. Oh, by the way, Saturday deadline. Um, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday games this week. Uh, so Saturday deadline. Um, Chelsea Man United is the first game, the early morning game. Uh, it's a pretty big game. United, you know, has just been pretty rough most of the year. Uh, Chelsea have been very good. Uh, a lot of people will probably be considering putting the captain ban on Hazard here. I don't think it's a bad idea. United have not been strong defensively the entire season. Um, we talked a little bit at the top of the pod about Alonso. You know, what do you do with those Chelsea defensive assets, Jake, against Man United? It's hard because you pay so much for Alonso, so I do think it's better to start a guy that you're paying 7 mil for. Um, I think they're an okay shout for a clean sheet. There's just better options this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alonso just scares me. He just hasn't looked like the same Alonso that he has in the beginning of the year. So I, I just think like moving to another defender at some point is on my docket. I, I It was interesting because... You're off wild card and you want him in on your team, so I feel like you should be telling me what you're gonna do with him and like why he's on your team. Yeah, well, okay, so I've got him on my team because Chelsea's defense is very good, um, and I think that he still he hasn't been great offensively. Um, I'm gonna give him about three more weeks. So Chelsea have a, a pretty decent little schedule coming up. Um, so they play Manchester United at home, then they play Burnley away, Crystal Palace home, Everton home. Uh, so they have a few games in there that they could potentially get some clean sheets. Um, one thing I do really like about him is that it does seem like Sari is quite stuck on playing the same back line for them. So the rotation risk, I feel like, is pretty low. 
Um, at some point, I feel like he's going to start getting forward again. Um, but if he doesn't after these next three game weeks, then I would definitely be downgrading him to another Chelsea defender and using the money elsewhere. Yeah, he hasn't played against bad teams recently. So that's what I'm going to be watching right. for. Like, what's he going to do against Burnley? What's he going to do against Crystal Palace? And hey, even Man United, because they're just not that great anymore. So Yeah, are there any assets that you'd be interested in talking about, like on United, or not really? No, I'm not. I mean, there's just nothing that interests me with that team. Yeah. Because they're too overpriced. Right, so they're really expensive. At some point in the year, I think we'll be talking about United assets, um, but now is definitely not the time. Yeah. So. Okay, Bournemouth, Southampton. So we talked a little bit about um, Wilson earlier in the pod. We've talked a little bit about Ings, um, King, Frazier, all options in these matches. Not really any defensive options that managers would be considering, but offensively, there's a, a lot of promise for this FPL matchup. Um, definitely, if you have assets on either team, I think it's worth starting them. Um, I'm happy to have you know Wilson on my team going into this match. Yeah, I agree. Um, I want Frazier to start, even though I think Wilson would be slightly better. Um, I think Bournemouth wins this game, though, don't you? Southampton have been so bad. Yeah, they've been terrible. Okay, yeah. So there's not much more to talk about there. Uh, yeah. Bournemouth have had an, an absurd amount of big chances. Wilson is ranked uh, as one of the, the top five players, I think, in the league right now for, um, for like, XG, XA combined. Uh, so he not only is, is getting into scoring areas, but he's, he's also creating opportunities. And Bournemouth also, by those stats, have created... Uh, some of the best chances of all teams in the EPL this year. I know that they've played against some pretty shitty teams, um, and I know their fixtures do turn in a couple game weeks, but for now, ride that wave. Yeah. So. Uh, Cardiff and Fulham. I think the big asset that we'd be looking at here is is Mitrovic trying to get back onto the score sheet. Um, he's still producing a, a decent amount of attacking uh, statistics. Definitely has slowed down a little bit in terms of um, in terms of his output, so he right now is averaging uh, 4.25 shots per 90. So about two or three weeks ago, he was up at like five shots per 90. So that has dipped a little bit. Um, but he he does have five goals on the season, a player for sure to con- consider. Um, the other guy that some people do have is um, Schuler. Um, I would probably be staying away from him and be favoring Mitro if I'm going to get into that Fulham attack. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, but watching the game, I mean, this was the first Fulham game I watched all the way through was against Arsenal. Uh, Schurler looked good and created a lot of chances for them. Um, but I think there's better options in that price range for midfielders, like like Frazier. So I agree, but I, I feel like you start either of them if they're on your team right now. So Cardiff just defensively aren't that great. Although I do, I just have this like gut feeling that this game is not going to be super high scoring, which worries me, but who knows? Yeah. So Bobby Love and FPL Ian both had questions that involve Mitro. So let's just hit them now. Let's start with Ian. Uh, After this game week, how would you rate moving Mitro to Arnie? Arnie fixtures good and I want to do it, but something is making me think twice. So 
you know that that's a big question for a lot of managers right now is it Mitro or Arnie on your team um, personally I like Arnie a little bit better um, fixtures I like the team a little bit better as well I think West Ham are starting to sort things out a little bit and are going to continue to create more opportunities um, but but I don't know I guess that's definitely up for debate yeah, it's a lateral swap, so it's just yeah. going to be one of those things that could really bite you. Like, that's what happened when I moved Wilson to Mitrovic. Like, Wilson's been better than Mitrovic recently. Um, he has good fixtures, just like Arnie, for the next four game weeks. He goes against, after this week, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Southampton. He has Liverpool, but then Arnie has Leicester, Burnley, Huddersfield and then Man City so it's a toss-up for fixtures to me so I mean it's hard because I have both and I'm glad I have both right now but I do agree if I had to pick one or the other Arnie would probably be the one I go for just because West Ham is better but again if you have anything else to do with your transfers I'd probably deal with that first right I didn't even think of that I completely agree it's basically a lateral move that statistically they're very similar fixture wise they're very similar I personally would be looking elsewhere on my team you'd have to figure that most managers have some other problem rather than to just move laterally with a forward yeah so yeah. uh, it just Bobby, seems to always like screw me too. I mean, maybe other people are better about it, but it just always seems to screw me when I. Well, yeah, that. it's easy to ch- to just get into that move of chasing points. You yeah. just like want you like see a striker. You always think the grass is greener, right? Um, so I don't know. Uh, anyways, Bobby Love asked another question. Presuming Salah isn't fit, and I'll be downgrading him to Mane. Well, it sounds like Salah is more likely to be fit than Mane, but I think that question was before. Before that all happened, I'm looking to move Mitro to Laka either this week or next week for a minus four. Would you recommend this game week or next based off fixtures, players, and form? Mitro versus Cardiff or Laka versus Leicester? Also, he's looking to do trips to Rabo for game week 10, which is the reason for both weeks being a minus four. Okay, first off, Bobby, calm down with the hits, man. Oh my gosh, just, alright, so I'm gonna move Mitro to Laka, take a minus four, I'm gonna take Kane and magically turn him into Hazard for a minus eight, <laughs> I'm gonna take Mitro and give him C. diff and then ship him off against Laka versus Lester. You know, Bobby, you gotta calm down, man. Yeah, he sounds like me with my PSL addiction a little bit there, so. Seriously, he can't get enough, can he? Yeah, no, it's fair, I've been there. Um,. But to answer the question straight away, no. Why would I want to make a take a minus four? I mean, I think Laka could easily outscore Mitrovic, um, but Leicester is a much better team than Cardiff, so I probably wouldn't take the minus four this game week and just wait till next game week. When yeah, doesn't does Laka feel lateral to you? Like with Mitro to Laka, I mean Laka's maybe a little step up, but is he a minus four step up? I think he's better. He's, I think he's going to be better throughout the rest of the year just because, again, Arsenal are a better team. Um, but it is a little – it's a little lateral. It's just the price is so much more. Yeah. It's the, I think the question is, and we're both in the, the – I, I won't say, say it. Say it. Say it. Say, right, we're both, say it. We're both in the camp we're both of cheaper forwards. In so, a tent together. Yeah. Just two guys hanging out. None of those things. But, Whatever. um, the, like, I don't know. I just, 
do you want to pay that much more for Lacazette? Sure, but like, I don't think you need to rush him in because he's got a lot of great fixtures. It's like Leicester isn't spectacular. It's not bad. I don't know. Just a lot of hits. So what you're saying is just like, no, just don't do it. for Now is not the time. Maybe just play Mitro out against Cardiff. Yeah, I mean, maybe like do it when Mitrovic like deal with your other stuff first because it sounds like he's got a lot of other things he needs to switch around. I guess timing-wise, if it makes more sense to do it, sure. But like we talk about, if you take a minus four, even if your forward scores a goal, which we know doesn't happen that frequently, that completely negates what you did. So you just played a guy for two points. That's all you did, so... Yeah, my, yeah, hits are brutal. I mean, there's there's very few times that I think hits are are good. Yeah, you you need to have a, a the guy needs to return or get a clean sheet and get you bonus points for it to be worth it. That's what you have to remember, right? So. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. He has to have an outrageous display. So Mitro has a good chance against Cardiff. So I'd just leave him. Okay, uh, let's just keep rolling with some games then. Uh, City Burnley. Um, a lot of eyes on City here. It'll be interesting to see kind of how Pep lines up with KDB possibly being back. Goondoggy apparently has a little hamstring knock. Uh, Bernardo Silva came off early in the Portugal game, I think, with a little hamstring or something. I don't know if it's serious or not. Um, everyone else looks good to go. Aguero took some time off. David Silva took some time off. So those guys are going to be fresh. Um, you know, I would guess that we would see like a pretty strong city lineup for this game. Uh, again, we talked about it earlier. I think I'm going to be going with Sterling. Um, let's talk though a little bit about that Man City back line. I think the two options really are the two guys I'm considering, Laporte or Mendy. Who do you like between those two players? I think Mendy's better. Um, but I... Again, I've said this a couple times. I think he's outperforming um, if you look at his old stats. It's just that he's not... Now with his price drop, he's more like worth it to me, right? He's mm-hmm. 6.2 instead of like... Was he up to like 6.5? Like, probably wouldn't pay that much for him. But at 6.2, I would bring him in now and ride the wave if you can. I just... I have Laporte, so I don't have the the transfers to do that like i i don't want to waste a transfer just to go to a guy that might get me a few more points like in like once every four or five weeks so yeah i i'm not exactly sure how i want to do it yet i like the attacking potential attacking returns from mendy um you know he he actually doesn't have that high of an expected assist uh number so he's only at 1.37 for his expected assists, and he's um, he's at four. Now, part of that has to do with the players on the end of those balls, right? That he's sending in such, you know, he's sending in semi-quality service to incredibly talented players, and so they can kind of defeat that that X assist. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, well, yeah. So, but that said, um, him and Laporte both uh, very close in terms of shots per ninety. They're Laporte's at 1.13, and Benjamin Mendy's at 1.2. And key passes per 90, you know, Mendy obviously outweighs Laporte there because of the position on the pitch, uh, 1.4 against Laporte's 0.25. But actually, Laporte has been a a better goal threat on the year than Mendy has, uh, producing a better XG by quite a bit 
and a higher threat level uh, in the game. And I think that has to do with um, with him him being on the end of corners. Yep, set pieces. So that's why I don't think it's worth it to switch. But if I was on my wild card, I may go Mendy. Other thing to remember is, like, I don't think Laporte's missed a Premier League game yet. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. So that's the nice benefit if you go with him. He's a little bit cheaper, and you don't have to worry about rotation. So Okay. Uh, let's just keep moving then. Newcastle and Brighton. Uh, Newcastle's games are finally starting to turn, and some managers are considering Newcastle assets. A lot of talk on Twitter about guys like Kennedy and some Newcastle players in the back line. Uh, I'll let Jake comment on that first, because I know he loves Newcastle. I think there's too much turmoil to do it. I guess Kennedy would be your bench fodder, and it's not like a terrible decision, but... (sighs) It's really risky. I just feel like Rafa doesn't want to coach there anymore. They still haven't really gotten great results. Like, did, I mean, they they scored two on Man United and then gave up three. So it's like, okay, you sure you want a defender on that team? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like we were like, there was a lot of like Twitter talk about another team that had like a good run of fixtures like this like i don't know if it was southampton or bournemouth but like bournemouth's defense is just still bad like you don't you don't want a team like that where they're giving up two or three goals a game like you don't want defenders like that on your team so yeah you don't so what's the point in even talking about it yeah with especially with wolves defenders like yeah just get wolves defenders if you're gonna try to get budget players like right i completely agree how about on brighton's side uh a lot of people talking about Murray. I just can't get on board because Brighton are so bad. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know how he scores goals. He's the biggest mystery to me. I just, I just think there's better options long term. But yeah. Uh, okay, let's get into West Ham Spurs. We've talked quite a bit about Arnie on the pod already, so we won't get into him too much. Uh, I will say that I, the one nice thing about Arnie is, and he does have the ability to score against high high quality sides and so i'm not afraid to like start him against a team like spurs uh when he's on my team he will start um so let's just hit this question from fpl finn i transferred trippier in for mendy a few weeks ago considering reversing the transfer for game week nine thoughts so spurs have one more good game here against west ham and then don't their fixtures turn a little bit I feel like they've had really bad fixtures. So West Ham away, then they play City at home, Wolves away, Crystal Palace away, Chelsea home, Arsenal away. Yeah, it's a pretty, that's a tough run, um, especially for defensive assets. So he's thinking about going going away from Trippier here and going back to Mendy. What are your thoughts on that? In a vacuum, yeah, I would do it. Yeah. But, I mean, Trippier is going to get you returns. Um. So it's like, do you again want to want to take that transfer and do a lateral swap with it? Sh- yeah, sure. If you can, then there's nothing else going on. I th- I think I would do that. But yeah, it still does seem a little lateral. I mean, City's fixtures aren't that much better. Burnley at home, Spurs away, and Southampton home. So Burnley, Southampton are great matches, and then United home, West Ham away. I mean. You know, it's not like City's defense is, like, perfect by any means. No. So, and, and like, Trippier is more likely to get you goals for right. free kicks. So, right. 
yeah, uh, I guess for me, I, if there's no other problems on your team, then maybe you're making that move. I, I feel like it wouldn't be super high priority for me. Yep, I agree. So. Okay. Uh, how about like Kane? What is, what's your thoughts? I mean, he just looks tattered all the time. Like, I don't know. I, I just can't be on board with the whole Kane thing. So many managers on Twitter right now are now are now trying to get him out after bringing him in for like a game week. A lot of people took a hit. Uh, now they're trying to get him out. I feel like you have to, uh, you got to go down with the ship here. You got to play him against West Ham. Yeah, you have to play him. Um, at least like hold on to him for a little bit maybe. Um, definitely don't take a hit to get rid of him, but yeah, you you don't want him on your team. He's too he's way too expensive. You're, I mean, Lacazette's outscoring him, and he's what two point eight mil cheaper. Um, Wilson's outscoring him. I I don't even want to do the math with how much cheaper he is, and yeah, he just doesn't pass the eye test right now. And Spurs haven't been that good, so no, I I don't want him on my team. But yeah. I mean, if you brought him in, it's like shame on you, I guess. Just, I don't you're know. Just la- you're just gonna laugh at him, ha! Like, yeah, like what? I guess get rid of him when you can. Sure. Yeah, but. it's just too much money to spend for him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's just keep moving. Wolves, Watford. So this is interesting. You know, we've talked a little bit about Wolves' defensive assets. That you know, really, with that three-four-three that they're playing. You know, you can get Wolves players that are listed as defenders playing very high up the pitch. Um, FPL Pat 2.0. This is not Pat 1.0, Jake. This is 2.0 that's asking the question. Are the Wolves fixtures turning enough to mean it's not worth acquiring any more of their defensive assets, or are they still the best team after City and Liverpool to load up on? So basically what Pat 2.0 is asking is if, if you weren't on the Wolves train already, is it worth getting on now? So they have, just to read quickly, Watford at home, Brighton away, Spurs home, Arsenal away, and then Huddersfield home, Cardiff away. So those are their next one, two, three, four, five, six fixtures coming up here. Well, for Patricio, I think goalkeepers are different because you actually do want them to play a little bit tougher competition sometimes. Um, One, the forwards don't score as much. Two, they get more save points, and if they do keep a clean sheet, they just they get a lot of bonus. So I think Patricio is a really good keeper to have. We both have him in our, yep. our team. Yeah. Um, I still would want one Wolves defender with Patricio, so I think doubling up is still completely worth it. Going triple is a little bit scary with their fixtures now. But, like, as an Arsenal fan, I'm really worried that when they play Wolves away from home that they won't score. Like... The Wolves defense just they pass the eye test they pass the statistics and their defenders are getting returns so they I, I would have two of their defenders like maybe Patricio and Doherty or Johnny on on my team so, so. your suggestion is goalkeeper and a defender yeah yeah, yeah. I think so, so too that's where I'm at I would not be doing goalkeeper and double defense um in fact, I don't know if I'd do double defense as well. I haven't really thought about that. But I would definitely do Patricio and one defender, especially due to the price. They're just so cheap. Their fixtures aren't terrible in the short term. I mean, home Watford is not scary to me. And then Brighton isn't that scary. No. 
That's true. Spurs are probably one of the least off good offensive teams of the the top six right now. Mm-hmm. And then they sure they have Arsenal at home, but then they have Huddersfield and another pretty easy team after that. I think yeah, like Cardiff. So yeah, it's not like their fixtures are terrible. You might just have to rotate one a little bit. So. Yeah, I think that's the way you'd want to look at that: is have them in but rotate them. Yeah. So okay, uh, Huddersfield Liverpool. A lot of eyes on this game. Huddersfield have been terrible the entire year. Liverpool dealing with a ton of potential injuries. We just don't really know who's going to roll out. Again, like I said, that that press conference is tomorrow, so just kind of keep your ears open for that. Most people that listen to this, the press conference will be happening like in a few hours after you listen to this. So uh, I think my captain man is going to be on Salah, assuming Klopp at least suggests that he's going to be playing. Yeah, that's my thought as well. I I hate that they're away from home, but Huddersfield have just given up so many goals. Um, my question is, their offense just doesn't seem to be clicking right now. We should ask our friend Nick what his thoughts as a Liverpool fan are on this. Do you think they're going to turn it around soon? Do you think we're just over-interpreting it? I no, I think you're right. I think their offense has not really been clicking. Um the thing is their their xg is like is pretty high um like right now their xg is 12 point like in open play their xg is 12.74 and they've only scored eight goals in open play uh so so yeah they're underperforming by a lot uh as a team um you know guys like like Sala, we've been preaching the last few weeks that he's had tons of opportunities and just hasn't hasn't been able to score. Um, I don't know. Like, does that mean that we just believe they're suddenly going to turn it around, or do we need to start looking elsewhere? Because we're putting a lot of faith in in Sala as a captain when he hasn't necessarily like performed at a super high level this year. Yeah, it's it's a hard question, but I feel like when I don't have him on my team, I'm like my hands are on my face and I'm like looking with like one eye and like being like, "Oh god, don't please miss." And he like just has been, but like you're hiding behind a couch. Yeah, I'm just hiding behind the couch like waiting for him to, you know, like where other players like Kane, I'm like, "Haha, great, perfect." Like I'm glad that I don't have him. He's not doing anything. So I'm I still want Salah on my team if he's playing, um, and I think I would also captain him at this point in time over Sterling or Hazard. So okay, yeah, we'll have to just see what um, what Klopp says tomorrow. Most likely he'll be rather cryptic and won't help us at all, but that's just how it goes, I guess. Uh, okay, Everton Crystal Palace. Um, not a lot of people have like Crystal Palace assets anymore, but let's just quickly talk about their fixtures here. So Everton away, Arsenal home, Chelsea away, Spurs home, United away are their next five. Um, a lot of people have Obi-Wan on their team, and a lot of people have been playing him. Uh, it doesn't really look like you can start him in any of the next five matches. I agree. I kind of want to get rid of him and go up to like another defender that's a little bit more pricey so i just i don't have the the funds nor the transfers to deal with it right now so he's just going to stay on my bench so yeah the other little thing to just monitor is zaha did come home from international duty early i don't know if he's hurt or not but the reports were that he picked up a little injury um so just keep an eye on that if you are 
a Zaha holder. Um, on the other side for Everton, a handful of assets, Siggy, Richarlison, Walcott, a lot of people to look at and talk about a little bit here. I mean, I think I'm for sure on the Richarlison boat. I don't know where you're at right now with who the best Everton asset is, but I think one of those players are in a lot of people's teams because of their price. Yeah, I I agree, and I think they're good players to have. Their offense is pretty pretty decent. They create a fair amount of chances. I honestly, I think I would go Walcott because he's just a little bit cheaper, but I have Richarlison at this time, and he's been doing well and returning goals, so I'm just going to stick with him. Um, but we talked about differentials a little bit. It wouldn't be like crazy if you went like two Everton midfielders as like a kind of differential. So. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Really? I don't think yeah. it's that bad. <clears throat> I, I mean, as like a team, they're they're actually not like I don't know. They're they're not producing that great of chances like as a team. I know that they had like a mixed schedule to start the year. Um, their open goal XG or open play XG is only a 5.86, which is super low. Um, and they've scored 10 goals. So they're, they're kind of outperforming their expected. Now that has to do a little bit with like the style of play as well that Marco Silva likes to employ where they're kind of free flowing and, and, and maybe stretching defenses a little bit when they do play. But I don't know. I don't think I'd ever want, want two. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I was being a little stupid, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, their fixtures aren't very good either. I agree. Maybe just one. So, what's, uh, and in what's, fact, I kind of want Maddo anyway, so I know oh, you God. hate him. So. I hope you get him on your team. I do. I hope you get him and he get, has like one goal and one assist the rest of the season. He just, yeah, he's so good. What's Gilfie cost right now? 7.4. Man, it's just a little too much. Yeah. Not interested. Okay. Uh, Arsenal, Leicester, FPL. Is it Alan Ator? Alan Atore? I don't know. FPL, Alan Atore. Uh, is Laka a must right now? What do you think, Jake? Laka a uh, must? No. I don't think he's a must. I think he's a good player to have on your team, though. Um, I think there's going to be goals in this game as well. I feel like there's a lot of goals usually between these two teams. Um. Yeah, Arsenal's offense looks better. I mean, everybody's attack looks better against Fulham, but I think they're I think they're trying I think they're starting to figure it out. They're getting more comfortable. Leno does really help them. Um he's better at passing the ball out of the back, better distri- distribution and they scored two goals on Fulham that started with Leno. Um and you know, Laka's probably on penalty kicks, wouldn't you assume, too? Yeah, so, yeah, probably. We don't know for sure, but probably, yeah. Yeah, we haven't, like, Arsenal never get penalty kicks, but if there was magically a uh, foul that was called in the box for them, like, he'd probably take it. So, yeah. not definitely not a must, but I, I like him, so. Yeah, um, any other, like, offensive assets that you're looking at on Arsenal? I really haven't even, in my wildcard, haven't even considered one. 
No, because there's just too much rotation. Like, yeah. you know, like Obama man didn't start. Like Ozil isn't starting every game. Ramsey isn't starting every game. Mkhitaryan isn't starting every game. It, it seems like Emery's just rotating through the midfield to keep everybody fresh, which I think is a good approach for that team. Uh, I think they get a lot of injuries and get very burnt out. Um, also, because their team's not super deep and they have to play Europa and they also try to win Europa um, because they're not good enough to get to Champions League. So Sad face. Sad face. Maybe this year. Who knows? So. Uh, any interest? So you said you're loving Maddo right now, huh? You want to get him in your team? Yeah, I, I mean, I like him. I really have to look at his underlying stats more. They just never seem that good, but just feels like every goal that Lester get it's it's going to be Vardy and him and they just still have a very easy schedule so now's the time if if you're going to own them I mean Arsenal's defense is not that spectacular and then they go West Ham Cardiff Burnley Brighton that's pretty good schedule so yeah yeah his underlying stats suck but yeah they do suck but it's like do they suck because he sucks that's no, why. it's not. I don't think that's why, but whatever. You love him so much. Why don't you marry him? I, I mean, I would if we played that game. I, he probably would be someone I marry. So, all right, then. that's fair. Then, fine, fine. Yeah, whatever. Okay, uh, captain shouts. Then we're almost at the end of the pod. I Sala. think the captain shouts are probably Salah, right? Hazard, maybe. I think at home that's fair. So. Sterling, Aguero. Yeah, Aguero scares me. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting week. That a lot of uh, a lot of spread out captain picks. People that are still on Kane might recaptain him. Yeah, that so would be it's, the scariest. Ugh. Yeah, it's really going to be spread out. I'm going to have the band on, assuming he's good to go. Salah, uh, if he's not, backup is probably Sterling. Yeah, I think that's the way I'm going to approach it, and then decide who i'm gonna bring in either sterling or sala and then captain whoever i do that you know so yeah i could okay. i could go crazy and take a minus eight and bring both in but that's a great idea you should definitely do that yeah it doesn't seem like a great idea but uh anytime on like twitter now that people post polls or like say what should i do in this situation i just lie to them and say like you should definitely <laughs> take a hit like i say yeah it, just like, like take it like yeah. take as many hits as you can so i can move up yeah i'm so. just like all right cool like i'm moving up in the ranks like yeah. there's your advice why would you suggest to should like people be like should i take a minus 12 this week i'll just be like yeah definitely a good idea yeah. that's what happened to me uh someone i put it as a poll i was like should i take a minus 80 and someone was like yeah that's what i would do and i got tricked i was like oh yeah that yeah. sounds like a great idea so. fight a dollar for every time <laughs> yeah i'd have one dollar so <laughs> yeah you would no one else would have a dollar because it's never happened to anyone else <laughs> yeah oh i'd still have uh, nightmares still sad face uh okay where can people find us jake uh twitter at uh dive fpl you know now that i'm not working as much i'll uh yeah okay shut up (laughs) you've you've gone on the twitter like twice you've gone on the instagram never you didn't even know we had a facebook till i told you i update everything on the website you are you're such a little freeloader no i'm gonna do i'll do more twitter i just like uh, twitter is it's a strange scary place to me it's hard for you huh yeah but our okay. website's awesome at divefpl.com. I really like it. So Yeah, it's a good website. Yeah. 
It's great. And then Instagram at the art of the dive. So, and that Facebook thing that people sometimes use, we have that as well. So. Nice. Uh, okay. Our mini league closes on Friday. So Thank God. Yeah. We have um, 10 new people. I, as of like two days ago, I checked that are slated to join in. So I think we need like four more or five more to get to a hundred. That was kind of my goal for the year, a hundred people in the league. So if you haven't joined yet and you listen to the pod, just do it. What's why would you not? Why you just want don't want to be shamed? That's the problem. One two seven four eight seven one eight eight six two nine. So like I said, like ten or twelve people after the last pod went out, joined the league. So please join one two seven four eight seven one eight eight six two nine. Download the pod, subscribe, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, wherever you find your pods. Jake, do you have anything else to add before we wrap this thing up? No, I don't think so. When we get done, am I going to be allowed to edit it, or are you going to be like, oh no, you're going to have to wait like two days to edit it? (laughs) Uh, No, I'll send it, because otherwise no one's going to hear all of our great information. Yeah, great is definitely a misuse of that word, Jake fantastic okay that's also the wrong word all right i'm marco and i'm jake and remember you should dive